So, like I was telling y'all in the trailer, that I am a 47-year-old woman. I'm 47 now, diagnosed with my eating disorder at the age of 46, which is over four decades ago. And I just want to talk. You know, my family and friends and even my doctor telling me to write a book. I like to write, but I don't know if I want to write a book. So I thought, let me try this route. And, you know, I don't really know where to start. Like I was saying, you know, like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I don't have any kind of specializations in eating disorders. I just happen to have them. And what is so crazy is how I wouldn't know this. I mean, there were signs, so many signs throughout the years that, you know, I'll get into later in another episode. But, you know, I just want to make this one short because actually it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't had lunch yet. So, um, which is kind of like one of the things I tend to do distract myself so I guess this is a distraction so anyway I'm just gonna keep this short and sweet so I can go ahead and go eat but anyway um yeah I was diagnosed with anorexia last December December 2020 and my doctor you know told me I needed to go to treatment so I started that in January and they told me I'd be there like six to eight weeks and that ended up eight months so, kind of crazy, but, you know, it was great. I learned a lot. Something, you know, that I still need to work on is, like, the piece, the therapy piece. Because, like, when I got there, like I said, I'm 47 years old. And, like, I have a family. I have two beautiful children. I have five beautiful grandbabies. I've been married, my gosh, since 1997. Do the math. I can't think right now. Um. So, anyway, yeah, and... So, I'm just trying to figure out, like, this trauma piece. So, like, I was there for, I say the word like a lot, don't I? Sorry, my bad. Trying to do that. When I got to therapy, I mean, my bad, here I go again. Um, treatment, they wanted to send me to residential, which is, you know, I have to live there. But I was like, no way, I'm not doing that. There's no way I can do that. I have a family. So, they went ahead and, you know, let me stay in PHP, which is basically partial hospitalization, so I got to go home at night, and I was so sick when I got there, again, did not know, you would think I would know, I did not know, I did not know, and, you know, I'll get into, like, the longevity pieces of it in another episode, but just real quick, like, I was finally healthy enough, probably June, or so to start really working on trauma or may even been July it was only like a few weeks before I was discharged when they wanted to start on the trauma piece well you know they started talking about my trauma I really didn't understand that every time I'd go to like my therapy I would ask how is there how is this trauma related how is it related someone tell me I need help I don't understand it I don't get it and even today, I'm sitting in my room talking to y'all, and I really don't get it still. But 
I am still in therapy, of course. Once you're discharged, you still have to see your medical team, your treatment team. And I have been avoiding therapy because for some reason, I don't know how y'all feel, but sometimes I'm like, why? Why even go there? 46. Actually, <laughs> about to be 48. Brain fog. Brain fog is part of it. Anyway, I'm just like, why therapy? Why go back and try to dig all that trauma up to try to understand, you know, my relationship with food and how it's all connected? But... You know, I have to trust my team and my doctor and dietitian said I just, I need to do it. Like, I need to figure out how it's connected and work on getting through it because I'm still struggling. So, and I think a lot of it, you know, eventually will, you know, show its face, I'm hoping. But, so, I just want to, like, start my early years. I can kind of go back. I think I was, like, three years old coming like I didn't know like I'm just now finding this out over my eight months of being in treatment that I was that young when I remember my first experience with a slice of cheese okay I was three and I didn't like cheese and I'm like like why and that grew into a lot of things like massive over four decades um, I became scared of a lot of food I mean when I say a lot of food I mean a lot and to this day I'm still scared of food I mean even like my husband went to the store okay because I don't know if y'all know the those insured drinks well here's the, the deal I don't like milk I'm scared of milk and those insured drinks well they're kind of thick like a shake I guess the texture of milk I'm not having it so my husband's like, okay, we'll freeze it. I'm like, okay, I'll try the freezing thing. And it's worked. So I was still able, I'm able to eat that every night. But like, so he even brought home a different type of like, why do I say the word like all the time? Like, 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 okay, whatever. I wanted the insured drinks. Well, he came home with Boost. And I was scared to try that simply because it was a different name. I tried it last night. It was Okay. You know, I'm going to go ahead and finish them. You know, he bought them, so I'm going to finish them out. But I still want to go back to Insure because it's just better to me. Why am I talking about Insure and Boost? Probably because the fear about it, it was so related to milk, which is one of my childhood fears. It was cheese and then milk. And gosh, if you just, you know, stick with me through these podcasts, you're going to be like, how how is this happening? You know, how can you go from, you know, not liking a slice of cheese and some milk to literally avoiding everything that has the word cheese, the word milk, the texture of it, the colors of it, the ingredients. I'll read ingredients. I know I shouldn't do that. I know my dietitian. Sorry. I know you told me not to do that. But like I need to find out is there cheese in this? Because if I see the word cheese. I'm telling you, I'm looking for it. If it's in there, I'm not going to buy it. And, you know, challenges after challenges and treatment, they want they want to, you know, challenge you. And I'm just like, you're not going to get me to eat cheese milk. Actually, the first day I got there, they're asking me all these questions, you know, the intake stuff. And I told them, they're like, oh, we can get you to eat cheese. 
and drink some milk and I'm just looking at them I'm like it would be a miracle straight up miracle if you can get me to eat cheese and drink milk like it's gonna be a miracle so I still don't eat cheese and milk but I was able to challenge myself with a lot of other things during treatment and it was working but then I got home and I got back into my ways and I had control back over what I ate yada 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 and here I am again um I am eating a whole lot more than I was, be, again, because of, like, everything that I was restricting. And like I was telling y'all, um, I guess, I think I told y'all in the, in the trailer, that it was just normal to me not to eat these things. I was like, okay, well, I just don't like them, so I'm not going to eat them. I didn't realize it was fear. I didn't realize that the trauma I had in my life, I was trying to avoid by not eating things. And... I'm sure some of you might, you know, relate to this. I don't know. You know, um, I don't even know how these podcasts work, if you can call into them or not. I'm not sure. It's my first time to do this, but I'm just kind of yapping away right now. I just think, like, there are people out there who don't know. Are you afraid of, like, food or, or are you afraid of textures? Are you afraid of the way things that smell, the way things smell? Like, over the years, I got to a point where I... I didn't want to cook anymore because I was, like, afraid of touching the meat, like, touching food. Like, it wasn't like that years ago. Um, I used to like ice cream. Like, I quit eating ice cream simply because of the whole milk and texture thing. And so, like, I restricted and restricted and restricted. And last year, I started to get sick. I mean, well, I was having episodes of, like, I was having, like, what do you call them? They say it was seizures, but come to find out they were hypoglycemic seizures. Again, I'm not. I'm going to get into all that later. But here's the thing. Like, I started smelling stuff. Like, I don't know if y'all ever heard of that, where you can smell things that really don't exist. And I was, like, telling my husband, somebody is smoking in this house. Figure it out. Somebody's smoking in this house. And he's like, okay, I don't smell anything. You know, a couple of days later, I'm like, there are, there's someone smoking in this house. Like, go in the attic. I don't know. Find it. And there was nothing, but I still believe there was smoke in this house because I kept smelling that. And um, I didn't tell y'all, but like I taught algebra for 22 years. And so when I went back to um, a new school year, which was August of 2020, I started having that smell in my classroom. And that's when I realized that the smell was not in my house. It was in my head. So I started doing research and I'm not going to, again, I'm just going to go and just fast forward through things. Um, things just started going downhill fast. I couldn't even function at work. I had brain fog like you wouldn't believe. Um, I started avoiding emails because of the anxiety and the stress that it gave me. And I just didn't understand what's going on. I was forgetting words and I had no idea that I was malnourished. No idea. I just thought, I don't like any of these things, so I'm just going to eat um, clean, eat clean. I'm going to have white meat, vegetables. That is all. That's how I felt. I felt good doing that. I felt safe doing that. Everything else just didn't want it. So I was missing some serious nutrients, specifically sugar and fat. I didn't think that our bodies really needed it. I mean, I, I should know that. But for whatever reason, I thought, not me. I feel great. I feel great. But um, I it was great until it wasn't great anymore. 
So, um, anyway, I am still working on this. I have been affected. My organs have been affected because all of these like childhood things, all this weird eating and stuff. I say it's weird, but like my restrictions became so massive and I just basically would not even eat throughout the day. And I got to a point where I'd open the you know, the uh, pantry and kind of look in there like, okay, I need to eat something. I'll close the door and walk out. Then I started getting to like a point where I didn't feel like chewing or swallowing the food. And again, it's, it's not dawning on me like there's some problem. I was just like, I'm just not hungry. Well, what was happening was like my body was just like shutting down. And it's straight up shutting down. And I was losing weight. Again, just not even paying attention. It was actually during the pandemic whenever everybody had to stay home and like we had to um, for us, I'm a school teacher, so I'm teaching online, I spend all day on the computer, and wouldn't eat, until, like, the evening, you know, I eat a little something, but, um, so, yeah, pretty sick, I'm better today, but I'm still struggling, still scared of a lot of food, um, but I'm working harder on it, I try to pay attention more, and I just wanted to, like, spend some time with y'all. I know I'm, like, 13 minutes and 25 seconds into this podcast. But I'm going to wrap it up because I need to go eat something. But um, I just, I really want to know, like, or I just want to talk to y'all. I'm thinking there's going to be many of you out there, teenagers, women, young children. I don't know the young children that listen to this stuff, but have eating disorders, and don't even know, and I just want to talk to you about it, because I, like, my organs not doing so well, and you can't even tell, I can't even tell, like, I ran marathons, like, I've ran six marathons, I can't, let me tell you how many half marathons, literally on no food, like, hardly any food, like, I, I, who does that? I mean, straight, who does that? Well, I did. I thought there was, like, that was just, I could do it. Um, and I did it, but I'm just really glad that I made it and didn't just, like, fall over on the side of the road as I'm running and not wake up. Um, which means that I feel like because of those things, because of those reasons, there I have some purpose still be here. And again, I don't know if I like writing a book. Maybe one day, but this is much easier. Plus, I just want to talk. I don't want to be all professional and have to have a period in the right place and commas in the right place and, oh, my gosh, did I misspell this word and have to go through all that. But, you know. Anyway, I am going to close now, and um, I hope I'm getting some of you thinking. And I will, I guess, make my second episode soon. I'm going to think about what I want it to be. I don't really know where to start, whether to start from where I am today and work my way backwards, if I want to start as far back as I can remember at the young age of three. So we'll see. And I hope y'all have a great day. I'm going to go eat. See you later. Bye.